Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. People and relationships are easy, right? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we're excited because we get to journey together in relational truths, in insights, in all that really makes up life. Why are you looking at me like it's really funny? Because I'm excited to travel with you in life. And we're excited to travel with you in life. And so the best and worst about life <laughs> is actually found in relationship. Yeah, that's why uh, you they're know, not easy. When people say, "What do you love about real estate business?" Yeah. I say, "The people." And they go, "Well, what do you hate about it?" Sometimes the people. <laughs> <laughs> the hate's a strong word. Well, you know, well they said the hate word, not me. <laughs> and so, have you ever noticed in your own life, like whether we're talking real estate, whether we're talking investing, or whether mm-hmm. we're just talking getting along with those in your own house, it is the best of times and the worst of times. It can be. So, in this episode, they're going to learn what? Um, just some general differences that quite often are generalities. They're not 100% accurate. But they really opened up some understanding for you and for I in our relationship and how we relate with one another and relate with another person of the opposite sex. And of the same. Because there are certain conversations that are easier to have with somebody that sees life differently. Yeah, like recently I went fishing with my son. We're on the boat for like eight hours. And we said, I think, six words. And it was awesome. (laughs) And I would have thought that was horrific. And when we talk generalities, there are some women that don't like to talk a whole lot and don't use a lot of words. And there are some men that like to talk a lot. So it's not. I I got me one of those women that like to talk a lot. Yes, you do. (laughs) And I got me one of those men that sometimes likes to talk a lot. You were attracted to the strong, silent type. So now I'm you stuck You got exactly with what you wanted. Yeah. And so what we're hoping we're going to learn together is how can we navigate the relationship better, whether it's at the office or whether it's at home or whether it's in a business relationship where somebody is serving you or you were serving them. Yeah. And I think, you know, our, our um, theme of the month is guides. Right. And guides are so important and you think of guides and it may may sound like a fishing a, guide may sound, you yeah, were happy to have a fishing, fishing guide super important if you want to come home with fish and the first time you went like when ryan was 16 you had a guide we had a poor guide right and you got how many fish in three days yeah like we're talking 24 hours of fishing with right? three people on a boat with three rods in the water you caught Zippo. Zip, zip it, zip it. (laughs) Nothing. And this time, although it was like 17 years later, you got, it's the next time you went fishing with Ryan. Three days. We both got our limit of of two species of salmon and and our halibut limit. And it's just because we had a better guide. And You don't think the conditions were better? No. 
And you know what? Other people caught fish on that trip. It was just us. And I got on the first trip. Uh, yeah, on the first trip. And I even got some hits. You know, I got fish on. And I wasn't taught how to catch a fish, that kind of fish, with that kind of uh, hook, without a barb, and that kind of all the different things with downriggers. Never fished that way. And my guide didn't teach me how to fish. And so if you don't have a great relationship guide, then you may not have a fun right. set of relationships and, in your life. And most of us, our parents are a relationship guide. Which we'll talk a little bit or about sibling, a little later. If you got yeah. an older sibling, sometimes they give you a bit of coaching. Mine did. Not necessarily great coaching, but... Um, what did your... I was you don't want to say, know. Yeah. No, you oh, don't no? want to know. Okay, you don't want to know. I'm sure I can find out <laughs> no, off No, you air. don't want to know. <laughs> oh, I don't want to know. I, mm, I already have a little bit of a... So mm. one of the premises with a guide is you always want to find a guide that succeeded at what you want to do. Right. If so they you don't succeeded, take not relational coaching from somebody that doesn't figure it out. Now, I often hear people say, well... I'm a great coach for you or a great guide for you because I figured out what didn't work. And there's some truth to that. But yeah, so you can tell me what not to do, but can you tell me what to do? Well, not necessarily because I haven't done it. Well, maybe you can. Maybe you've done it now for a certain amount of time. But personally, when it comes to relationships, I want to take my guidance from someone who has flourishing relationships, not just a romantic relationship, but their family they're tight, they're, they're communicative, they're loving, they have other friends who are, have deep, meaningful relationships with them that, you know, the, you'll see them say great things about the person because they know them. And so even when they know them, they still say great things about them. And they still want to be friends. <laughs> right. Because that yeah. sometimes has happened, right? right? Maybe that's happened to you where you've gotten to know somebody you thought was wonderful. Or they thought you were wonderful. It could have gone either way. And then you get to know each other a little bit better and wonderful isn't so much anymore. Yeah. Now, one of the things we did was from the almost, well, not quite the beginning, but after it being really rough for nine years, then we started getting guides. And guides can be a book. It can be a video. It can be a video series. It can be like we, we followed people around. We went to... Uh, shows, we went to seminars, three days, we drove to the US, like all kinds of stuff on relationship. And one of the persons that we loved was and Mark. And still love. And still do, is Mark Gungor. Yeah. Pastor Mark Gungor. And he's just funny. He makes relationship truths funny. And well, not that the truths are funny, that he delivers it in a fun way. And we know that we can take in more information when it's not like it's being jammed down our throat. Right. When it's being done in a light, uplifting, upbeat way. And so Mark does that. Mm-hmm. So we were became avid students of Mark's. Yeah. To the point where... Almost imitating him. We put on <laughs> a, a, a talk at a financial conference in the uh, Dominican Republic. And what was that? It was 08? Yeah, February 29th, 08. And that was actually the day that I first started to speak publicly. Yeah, because before that, you wouldn't speak in public at not all. Not all, at all, at all, yeah. at all. One-on-one, but yeah, not and so, in groups. So one of his premises, is, and you've seen other books on it, but the differences in men and women's brains, and men have boxes and compartmentalized, and the boxes don't touch each other. 
And women have what kind of brains? I'm saying noodles. Noodle. I changed it to noodles. He yeah, used to call noodles. it spaghetti. But it's, yeah. the idea is wire, spaghetti, noodles. They kind of twirl all over the place and they twist and they touch each other. And you can go from one topic to another topic to another topic. And it all makes perfect sense to me. Kind of and like then, a roller coaster that's interconnected. So you never know which line you're going to go on. That would be funny. That, that's it. <laughs> and so generally speaking, women will attach emotion to the thing right. that they're talking about. And so it's very easy to remember things. And Men, my favorite box. I know. I know. You're going to get to your favorite I'm box. I'm in it right now. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Because while we're talking to you, the one place Ken shouldn't be is in his, what he calls his favorite box. And it's a box that I don't get. I don't think I've ever been in his or in mine. And it's, it's the nothing the, box. It's where I can think of nothing. I just go blank. And I just stare, and it's beautiful. It's a calming, restful place. And so Yetta has never experienced a nothing box where you think of nothing. And so she wanted to come into my nothing box. And I said, no, you can't come in. Then it will be something. Then it will be something. Yeah. And so if you haven't already got an amazing relationship guide, I would consider you finding one or two or three or four as long as they are congruent with each other. Because early on, we didn't even really know what we were looking for. And we would mm. choose different guides that were in conflict with each other, which just made our relationships even more. Because you don't know what to follow. Right. Yeah. Where do I, where do you find a guide that works for us? Well, we could be that one, actually, because we've created over 423 episodes of Life's Inside Track. And they're available on YouTube, on CHRI, podcasts, uh, where else? Oh, live on CHRI Radio <laughs> 99.1. And so you can listen to it from the comfort of your car, your home, your office. And there's great guidance in there. And why do we... Why are we allowed to? Why do we have information to give? Because we've blended our information from many, many guides that have helped us move oh. from broke and broken and divorce bound to having a great life. You know, the other day you said to me, what did you say to me? I have about your life. No yes, idea. you do. About I your love life. my life. I love my life. She says with a sheepish grin, you can't see that on the radio. I love my life. And for a while, you had a trouble saying that. Yeah. And so the question is, where do I get a guide? Where do you get a guide? And the good news is, it's even easier than it was when we started this journey over 30 years ago. Absolutely. Because it was either a book or go see someone live. Right. Those were really our only two options because you really didn't have audible... That wasn't really a thing yet. Not big. I don't think so. No. And so really there wasn't YouTube, there wasn't Facebook Lives, there wasn't uh, Zoom no. trainings and even and video meetings. wasn't big. Like you would go to mm -hmm. a seminar and they would sell you a box of tapes. That's right. Right? Like audio tapes. Like our first relational coaches, I'm thinking of some of them. Gary Rosberg was one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Stump was one of them. There were quite a few in the early days, and it was either... Cases and cases of, of tapes. tapes. Or... <laughs> 
like not even CDs. I know you, if you're younger, you're listening, going, what's no, they a tape? What's eight a track CD? Tapes, no, they weren't. They were cassette <laughs> tapes. <laughs> and yet we would fly wherever they were or get in the car for 20 or 30 hours to go get access to information. So the good news is today oh. you could just listen to a TED talk and get amazing relational oh, insights. Yes. And you can binge watch <clears throat> relational in truths and insights and yes. savviness and you can still read and there is still value in going to a conference right. or going to be live with the person. Because it's an experience, it's a trip. You you might meet other people that are growth oriented. You could call it a second honeymoon if you're it's a romantic relationship. All kinds of things. And learning together is so important because sometimes we meet couples where just the woman's on the growth or journey the or just the man is, mm -hmm. and they're almost leaving the other partner behind. And then they wonder why the relationship's getting more and more strained because one's learning skills, techniques, tools, uh, ways of being, and the other's not. Right. And it's very hard to take take it from me. It's very hard for me to take information coming from my spouse, even if she's learned it from someone else. I don't take it so good. It's easier to go to the source yourself. And together. And together. Yes. And so blending is one of those, where do we get it? Well, we can get it anywhere today. So you're so blessed and so fortunate, and so am I, that we can go gather it. We don't only have to get our relational mm. insights from the family that we are raised in right. or the modeling of the friends in our circle. We can go beyond that to get a guide that actually is in alignment with what we want, maybe not what we have. Right. And so who did you hear that? Yes. In alignment so, with what we desire, what not, we want, not only what we have. Correct. And what I was going to say. Yes. Was that, you know, we're not enough. We are not enough for you. How's that? No. We'd like to think we're enough. Yeah. But we're not. And so there's lots of guides that we've used or learned their information, assimilated into our life and into our teaching. So who might they like to look up that, that's been an inspiration for us? Well, Diana Kokoska was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking John Maxwell. John Maxwell, phenomenal Incredible. leadership. Yeah. Susan Scott. Great communications. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the names. Linda Pentis, Lorraine Dillo. What about love and respect? Sarah and Emerson Egerich. What about love languages? Five love languages. Gary Chapman. What about the other couple? What was their name? What did Gary they... and Barb Rosberg. Yeah, that's America's, America's family, coaches. family coaches. Gary Smalley. Yes. And there's another couple, Christian couple, that did a lot well, of stuff. Well, there's also Les and Leslie, Les and Leslie those, Parrott. Those Les are the and ones. Les Parrott. Yeah. Those ones. I can never remember their name because it's Les and Leslie. It's Les it and Les. It should be Les and Les. It should be easy to remember, right? It should be. And as you get better and better at your relationship, you need less and less of Les and Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now that was kind of funny, right? And so the idea for us is we had to find coaches. There was Kevin Lehman as well. Oh, sheet music. Great book. Right. Yetta thought I was teaching her music. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't about music. You bought it for our anniversary and it was a CD. Yeah. And I thought, 
all that's so sweet. Like we're going to have a music in the bedroom because we never had TVs in the bedroom. We only had a CD player or radio. So I was really excited mm. about that. And who did too? And then I started oh, opening it. Yeah. And I realized the feet sticking out from the bed sheets, which was the cover, so sheet music, was not music at all. It was a book on CD yes. for me. And then Patrick. Patrick Morley. Yes, two-part harmony. Great Devo for, for couples. And what was incredible about that particular part of our journey is it was before we thought we actually needed to have certain conversations. Patrick Morley in part, two-part harmony would have us have a dialogue or a conversation about something that seemed unnecessary. Well, he opened cans of worms that weren't open yet. Right. That's what he did. <laughs> and sometimes we'd have arguments during our couple's devotion. Right. And yet what was incredible about it is it set us up to win in an area when it did come up. Yes. Oh, and what was that book we used to do? Every vacation, like every year, oh, we yeah. did once a year. Norm it was the marriage somebody. checkup. Norm, yeah, the marriage checkup. Oh, we Norm had fights somebody. over that sometimes too. Because the marriage checkup, you got to rank your partner. And your <laughs> rate, relationship. Rate your relationship and all mm -hmm. that. And oh, that was interesting. So the point of this is what? It's not really to go down memory lane with the Deckers about it is. everybody. I think the point is... And we haven't hit maybe half of the books and the and different things we've done because it's effort. People think mm -hmm. that a relationship is effortless. It should be easy. If it's worth it, yeah, if it it's should true, be easy. If it's true love. It should be easy. Yeah. And it's really not like that. I mean, I have met clients. I have met couples. have met some of our coaching clients where it is easy for them. And- I say, bless you. That's like <laughs> awesome. And for most of us, that's not what it is. Even if, whether we're two people that are a lot alike or we're two people that are as different as night and day, relationships tend to be effort. And if they're worth it, then yeah. you put the effort in. And I think we were fiercely independent. Mm -hmm. And so it took... You think. Well, we still struggle with fierce independence. And so it's... It's difficult to be codependent with each other when you're fiercely independent. And so that was, a, I'll call it a shell we had to break through, right. and it still grows back. It, that shell grows back. It does. So if you're thinking, where do I go? Where do I find these mentors? We've given you some names, but really, you could do a Google search. Relationship coaches, relationship guides, relationship Put in different how-to, and you will find some incredible people. And the, the insight I want to share with you is just choose people that are in alignment with what you want, not necessarily what feels comfortable today. Can your parents be the guide for your relationships? They sure can. <laughs> I don't know what the thing is. We're going to start over. Sorry, Dan. I don't know what it is. Okay, for over 30 years. You're going to need to know okay. them before we record next time. Okay. Yeah. Can you want to? Dan says you need to. Okay, He good. told me. If good. we want to go for this first, just that's all we have. Yeah, yeah. If you know the beginning and the end, it'll be fine. <laughs> right? Five, four. Can your parents be your relationship guide? 
We are excited that for over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you in wealth building, relational, strengthening, healing, and flourishing relationships. And that's actually what this episode is mostly about. And yet, don't you find it fascinating as you handle your relational aspect of your life, everything else gets better, including your wealth and your real estate. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, Yetta, not only can your parents be a guide, your parents 100% were a guide to your path. So in this episode, we're going to learn how to decide, or maybe that you have decided what to take with you and what to leave behind Mm -hmm. from the guide called parent or parents. Yeah, because maybe your parent was an absentee parent. Yeah. Maybe they left. Maybe one of your parents left. One of your, maybe one of your parents actually passed away or um, whatever it is, maybe they divorced. They taught you something based on their relationship and what happened, and you probably took some things which were not for you to take. Like maybe like you thought it was your fault or that they abandoned you because of who you were. All that stuff, that's just not for you to take, right? It's, but so when we have a guide, even if you're paying a guide, you still need to filter Filter. what you're willing to take on and what you say, oh, thanks for sharing. I'm not willing to take that into my life. And it may work for you and it may not work for like you. It may work for them and not for you. And then there's those things where you think, I really want that. I love how she always listened to him or how he always listened to her. Or it may be a relational concept that you only saw that was actually never spoken. Or maybe they always held hands. Maybe they did. Right through to old age. Right. That's us. I want to be walking down the path of life, even in another 30 years. Even if I got one hand on a walker, I want to have my other hand in your hand. You can't have a walker. We already had that discussion. I can't have you're a walker. You're staying fit and you're staying healthy and you won't have a walker. What about a scooter? Can we get a double scooter? Side-by-side Abs- seating scooter? Absolutely not. <laughs> so you will learn, or I have learned, and I suspect you have too, what you want and what you don't want just by observing by seeing what your parents did or other adults in your life or those in your mess. It could be your friends. And right now we're thinking about, we don't always think of our parents as the guide, and yet they're mm-hmm. probably one of the most influential guides in our life. 100%. And some of it we need to unpack and unravel and take out. And other things are phenomenal. Like, what were some of the things your parents passed on to you that you go, oh, that I can see myself living like that? Not the times where you go, you know, you're talking to your child in a certain way and you go, who let my parent in the room? You know, because maybe you thought you weren't going to do what your parent did when they were parenting you. That's a whole other chapter of this. Uh, that's another show. <laughs> but this show is about... What things did you glean from your parents? So you go, you know what? I brought that into my relationship. I brought it into the way I live my life. And I'm thankful to my parent for that. Right. And one of those things for me was the attitude of help. 
help those in the family. If there was anything going on for any of us, whether we were kids or even as we were adults, my parents would drop rock and roll to come support us. That's funny to hear you say that they would drop rock and roll when your parents are 80 years old. <laughs> okay. But dad would drive, like when we yes, had the ice absolutely. storm, he drove around finding um, generators yeah, in Toronto. He filled he would, up the back of his truck with generators and came up to Ottawa to help and then, us and others. Right. And then started driving them around to people that needed them. And that's an attitude of help. So mm-hmm. that was something I took on, even when there were difficult things going on in our home. And it was not all a cakewalk or an easy, easy uh, journey. I don't think it ever is. Uh, probably not. And yet when it came to the attitude of help, that is something they taught me by the way they did it. Not necessarily, they didn't ever say to me, Yada, you better go help somebody. Like, I never was told that. They modeled it. They modeled it. And so many of the things that we take on that serve us well, and the ones that don't serve us well, were not spoken. Yeah. Like the way to argue. I mean, that's the flip side. That didn't work so well. And so every so often, I still find myself thinking, who let my mother into my mouth? Like, how did she get there? (laughs) Right? And so help was one of those biggest, most significant things for me. And I often hear people say to me, you're always willing to help. You and Ken are always willing and able and whatever, even even if we can't always, always do it, but they know we have an attitude of wanting to help. Yeah. I think how can you not, like you spent, I don't know, 17 and a half, 18 years with your Mm -hmm. parents. Mm -hmm. How can you not be affected by them? It would be impossible, especially when you're born as this beautiful little baby that knows nothing. (laughs) And everything you learn, especially in the, for, what do they call it? The formative, formative years, years are from your family. Right. So what are some things can, and if you're listening, start thinking about your list. Because this isn't about our life so much as it is about you identifying what things you even want to thank your parents for. Like talk about enriching mm. a relationship today. Thank your parents for the things if they're still with us. And if not, say a prayer of gratitude and pass it on to your kids and those in your life. Because mm. even if you can't thank them, you can thank them by the way you show up in the world for the yeah. things they gave you. Yeah, both of my parents are passed on. And mm-hmm. some of the things that I love that they gave me, um, the spirit of entrepreneurship, the taking risks. Um, my dad, fun. He would party, then he would he would work hard. He had great work ethic. And then after like five years, he just shut her down and go vacation for six months. <laughs> like I don't say that was the best solution, um, but it was fun. It was chaotic. We, we knew uh, we would go on a vacation every year. We knew that uh, we would have good food, healthy food, uh, the tradition of cooking together. They would cook together. Um, what else did I get? So those are relational things that you still bring with you today. Like you, yeah. you'll cook with me. You'll cook with your kids. You'll cook with my parents. I I'll know cook that for you. You'll cook for me, which I really like even better than cooking with you. <laughs> and even for my parents, one of the first things that we ever did as a young couple was we cooked together for them. Mm-hmm. Right? So you had taken those things that were guided by your family that your guide showed you, and you brought it into not only our family, but my extended yeah. family or yeah. my previous family. I think I got my appreciation for cars from my dad. But 
you know, those are little things, but yeah, we're talking so mostly relational. relational mm-hmm. Although he did let my wife, my wife, he let his wife sit in the passenger seat, just like I'll let you sit in the passenger seat of my car. Our car. Did I just say my car? Did I say that, Yetta? On air? Amazing. Amazing that the truth comes it's out. It slipped out somehow. And so books, <laughs> parenting. So when we think about the guide of parenting, we didn't have all the answers we needed from the parents that we had, although they were amazing and they were wonderful and they loved us a whole lot. So we started reading parenting books. Mm. And you are very hopeful that what? Well, that it passed on to our kids. And um, there's this quote from Thomas Edison. And Thomas says, when a man dies... If he can pass on enthusiasm, then, like, to his children, right? I'm, I'm messing up his quote altogether, but when a man dies, if I'm going to read it, if he can pass enthusiasm along to his children, he has left them in a state of incalculable value. So we're grateful to be your partners on the journey of life, relationship, and wealth. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.